trending news right now. All right, so what's happened in social media in the last 72 hours? We look at the entire weekend since it is Monday, a new week, and uh, saying good morning to Adekunle Owalabi, who's our social media commentator, joining us from the United Arab Emirates. How are you doing today, Ade? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And how's your side? Good, thank you so much. We were so worried last uh, week when we couldn't get a hold of you on Thursday, <laughs> wondering if there was a sandstorm that uh, blew your cell phone away or something. But it's good to know that you are okay <laughs> and you're joining us today. Yeah, thank you. How's it's the good to be been? back. Thank you. How's the weekend been? Yeah, it's been uh, quite relaxed. Uh, I was able to uh, take a bit, a bit of a break and uh, binge on uh, in a series on Netflix and um, just try to recharge and back to uh, work. Looking for a productive uh, week this time around. All right. Great stuff. Let's go straight to it. Let's start about the CR7 bank statements and hashtag Palapala, hashtag Namibia, uh, an investigation by journalists at the Amabungane showing that the case of the missing millions at uh, South African President Cyril Ramaphosa's Palapala farm has some links to Namibia. Of interesting time we're living in uh, right now in, in South Africa, and this started from Arthur Fraser um, opening a case on the on the president, and and I mean this has also led to a lot of in, investigative work being done um, by Amapungani and uh, other journalists out there, and we've been seeing quite a lot of detailed um, report on this how it went down. It's beginning to look like a movie and um, and just trying to put the pieces together and there's been quite a lot of a lot of tweets flying around even some minutes ago people are still tweeting about it mm-hmm. and it's just something that we are also trying to understand but until when the president actually issued a statement now and saying that all of this is not true and he would not steal any money and he has never stolen any money from from the taxpayers or from anyone at, at all and this report is not taking it and is money that is being realized from his business uh, activities that he does in, in his private business which he had already declared so we're not entirely sure but twitter is not buying this they're still Mm-hmm. You know, asking the president to come clean and, and, and they want more. They want more than that statement from the president. Yeah. And, and in terms of this link with Namibia, is there, are the authorities there doing their own probe in Namibia? Are they waiting for uh, the South African side to figure what is going on exactly? I mean, from the from the reports that we've read from Ama Bongjani, and um, they've been instances where response were being uh, given from their side in terms of the report that were made and the suspect that was also um, arrested as well and what was found on him and how this uh, suspect, uh, Namibian suspect, is being linked um, to, to this uh, uh, game uh, farm that is owned by the president. And these facts are also being laid out. It's not that um, names are not names are being called out. Uh, I mean, information are being put out there, and just to back what is being reported on. But still, um, I mean, the president uh, just said a few words, or so, or enough words 
efforts to say this is not uh, is not true and is this money is it's not even up to what was reported it is say there's the argument that i mean the president we know is a businessman so that amount of money of uh, 60 million rand around about there 4 million us dollars is not surprising that it's an amount that he would have what are your thoughts around that Absolutely. I mean, we we know him to 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 be a to be a, a wealthy man. Obviously, uh, before he took uh, office of the of the presidency, and uh, I mean, it he would uh, all accept knowing his net worth. He would. It's not uh, surprising to have that kind of money. And even though he did say he, he didn't have up to that, and I and I think he might have decided not to disclose that information on purpose just saying that the money is far less than what was reported and 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 i think at some point when Otto Fraser did reported um, um did open this case you know the personality of Otto Fraser now began to put to play can we really trust him? And is it a trusted source? Is Anna, his allies with the president, the former president Jacob Zuma, is also being put into question on this series of tweets. And now, when Ama Bangani now brought this report out, now we begin to look at it from a different, different angle, all completely. Mm. Let's take a short break, and we'll continue then on this. Uh, uh, continue on this topic. Um, uh, we are in our trending news, and we continue with Adekunle Olabi after this. Trending news right now. On SFM Sound Awake, we continue then on that topic, looking at the weekend's news and what the tweets are saying or what social media uh, is saying in terms of what's happened. As it is Monday, we look at uh, the entire weekend. Adekunle Owolabi continuing the conversation with us. So hashtag Palapala, hashtag Namibia, talking about that uh, topic again or continuing on that uh, Ade. Uh, the president's, uh, we, we've already said, you know, I mean, it's it's not surprising that he would have the amount of money he did because we know he's a businessman and his farm, I guess, is doing very well. Uh, great for that. On the other hand, though, the questions around why did he not disclose of this incident of the, the theft and also allegations that those who stole the amount or, or the money were assaulted by security, that part of it would be illegal. Absolutely, you you quite um, correct on that, and 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 now the president has not mentioned why that aspect wasn't disclosed, and he has also not answered if any of the suspects were actually paid off as the allegation was made, and and I'm not entirely sure. I think he had to just made that comment in passing to the to the comrades at the session that he had. And of course, we would want, I think this um, topic is so hot that it's probably going to keep going on. And today people are going to want more from the president's spokesperson to actually give, provide answers to these responses. I think if at all the money was far less or more than what was reported, I'm trying to understand how the president's, uh, the presidency is going to get away from this aspect where this crime was not reported and also they need to probably provide explanation on how this um, suspect were also paid off i'm not entirely sure how they're going to do this but i believe um, they're probably going to find a response soon but tweet 
I still just uh, not happy. They think there's more to this, and now there's questions, and and I'm not entirely sure how. What does this mean for ANC as a ruling party, and and knowing um, the the situation on the ground right now in the, in the country? What does it mean for the president's image? Do you think? Because questions, yes, will be an, uh, asked, and they need answers. Will this mean that from now on, because people will make judgments, South Africans will, Treeps already are, does it make it now seem that, first of all, the president as our leader having this amount of money means he can't relate to the ordinary South Africans' challenges? I mean, he seems to be having hashtag nice life problems, you know, who's got about four million US dollars in a farm when uh, somebody is a black emerging farmer trying to even secure a little piece of land and can't. Is it going to, and that's just one of the examples, is it going to make it seem that he can't relate to the struggles of the people in that sense, that he has all this money, his life is soft? Or, on the other hand, make it seem like he is the perfect leader, as he is a businessman who's driven, who's built an empire for himself, and this is the kind of leadership that we need. Which side do you think South Africans are going to go with, if we put it as those two options? I think I think right now I, I think judging from the series of tweets that has been shared, um, I think the the president's reputation is definitely going to take a knock on this one, and of course we all know that he's he's a wealthy man as I said, and prior to him becoming the the president of, of the country, but I am not entirely sure how this is going to play out for him, but his reputation is going to be put into question here. And and I do not think people would relate to him in, in that soft life uh, approach. They will probably think he doesn't share the same pain as South Africans, and they will probably think knowing that this, uh, if, they, if they depend on the response that they are able to provide, irrespective of this response, we should also know that we're in the era of People that are reading headlines now, people don't really read the stories. They don't really want to understand whatever issue it might have been. So now tweets, uh, tweets are judging him and they think there's more to this. And definitely this is going to affect ANC when we go to the poll. You know, there's been a lot of judula, there's uh, corruption, there's um, so many other things, economic, and now we're having this uh, protest operation shut down, EFF, that the EFF is planning right now. So there's all sort of things that we don't know how this is going to happen, but it would definitely have an impact on the on the president's uh, reputation. Do you think you should go for another term then in light of these events? Uh, I'm not opinion. entirely sure about this. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 a very tricky um, situation right now. I wouldn't even know how to how to what to say on this. Okay, let's move on. Hashtag Ngizwe also talking, I guess, in links to politics. Uh, the former Ukozi presenter Ngizwe Mkunu has laid a, a charge of assault against KZN Premier Sihle Zikalala, and uh, it had been reported earlier that the KZN Premier. Sikhleza Kalala had laid charges against the U, former Ukozi presenter first. So it's now tit for tat. And this following an incident at the Ingoma Kwazwelonke Festival at the Moses Mabida Stadium in Durban. This is a festival that is a Maskandi music event. So what exactly transpired? 
Um, this is this is quite a it's quite a um, in, an interest. Another interest in uh, it's more like a drama. And and when I began to to look at the story and started studying the tweet that were coming and the responses, and we realized that, of course. In this way, I've already provoked in uh, the, the the premiere already, and and from the videos that was being shared on on the internet and on on Twitter precisely, and and I mean there was a video that was it was actually uh, cursing the the premiere from a TV, mm-hmm. and you should know that um, I'm not entirely sure how the of course well we now know how the premiere felt about those messages. And according to an interview that was had uh, with um, Ngizwe, and he did allege that, uh, he did mention rather that um, he was invited over and it, not that he went there to actually fight. And, and, the, the, and the premier did ask him, what does he want? And of course, and he did also make allegation that he was drunk and, and he was actually assaulted uh, in, in, that, in, in, the, in that incident, not the other way around. So now having to see that the premier also so laid a charge we we not it's now um, my word against your word in this situation and and he called some witness though in Gizwe called some witnesses and that we witnessed that incident we're not entirely sure if those witnesses will will of course maybe uh, come into support to testify when if this ever even get to the court but it's a very sticky situation right now and it's more like a personal vendetta against each other and um, I would really would would uh, expect them to to see how they can resolve this but everyone is actually um, most well we've got mixed reactions rather and some are calling in Gizrae a troublesome person and some are actually thinking uh, the Premier is also a, a troublesome person as well. They think he's, he shouldn't have gone that far and all sort of things. And, and in Gizrae is also called the President, uh, sorry, the Premier, all sort of names. And we're not entirely sure what actually transpired between the two. And that is what we're not sure and unsure about. What actually brought this feud between the two of them in the first place? So, I mean, you've related in, in terms of what Mkunu was saying transpired. And then on the side of the KZN Premier, the Premier Speaker Lennox Mabaso said that uh, Mkunu went to the exclusive seating area and then hurled insults at, uh, at the uh, KZN Premier to a, a degree that uh, the Premier had to leave. Premier Zakalala had to leave the event. So they seem to be in agreement with the first part because Mkunu is also saying that he was called to come to this exclusive seating area as the Premier Speaker is alluding to Lennox Mabaso that he did come to the exclusive seating area. But then it becomes murky in the, ter- in par- in the part of and then who started insulting who and then who punched who or hit who. What are your thoughts around uh, that then, uh, in terms of the similarities in the stories, the beginning part of it, but we're not sure of who started the, the who, who started the fight in terms of uh, what transpired. It's 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 quite it's quite I, I like that question, Asanda, and 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 I think. According to Ngizwe, he did say that he went to him and he, he even knelt down to greet him. And I felt like if someone had knelt down to greet me as a person, I don't think I would, you know, I would hit the person, you know, if indeed he did what he did. So I'm trying to understand. Um, and he did say that the, the premier did ask him, what does what does he want in Zulu? And 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 now it's, it's, it's I'm trying to understand 
who is telling the truth here and who is telling the lie? So it's actually, you know, something that is kind of, uh, how could someone have been invited? Was he invited to be beaten? Why would the premier invite him over to, to, to assault him in, in, in the public, you know, in front of, you know, you know, with witnesses around? So I'm trying to understand what I, how, who, who said what to who? And, and I think maybe someone is not saying exactly what actually happened, but if indeed he did went to, to, to greet him respectfully as I said, then why would the Premier still want to be angry? And and and, and, and I think if indeed he did you know, pass insults to him, of course the Premier would be angry and he would definitely react. So something that might have led to another and and we've seen the videos of him actually did insult the Premier and which is something that we can hold on to and, and, and try to see if more witness can actually you know, come out and present um, evidences of any um, provocation that actually happened. The tips that are saying that the former Ukozi presenter Mkunu is a, a troublemaker, I mean, we're not saying that he is, but we can understand where they would be coming from because there have been previous stories of uh, uh, the former presenter not being positive stories. We know that uh, Mkunu was arrested back in July in 2021 after handing himself in to the police over allegedly instigating unrest in KZN. This is after uh, former President Jacob Zuma was arrested. And he's come out clearly as a supporter of uh, Jacob Zuma. In that particular case, he was describing Zuma as a hero of the people and said that he had not intended to incite unrest and violence, but yet we know what transpired. In another story, he was dismissed at Ukozi FM for what was said to be misconduct. So one can understand why he'd be viewed by Tweeps as the uh, troublemaker. Uh, absolutely. I mean, th- there's that record, and 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 you know, we of course it, need, it still needs to go through. Um, now that we have the cases open and. Uh, it's now about you know presenting your evidence and able to defend what you said or what was not said. But from what you from what people are saying and from this record, we know and I do not want to weigh on either of the side. But the views is just the handwriting is pretty clear on the wall. Mm. The allegation mm. against him that he's chasing clout, uh, with you know looking I guess in the time of Zuma's release. Uh, or calling for Zuma's release when uh, when Zuma was arrested, the social media tweets were saying that he's he's chasing clout. Do you think that's fair to say that? Because we know also Karl Niaus had uh, openly supported former President Zuma. Why now say only the former Ukozi presenter is the one who's trying to get attention using Zuma's name and image? I mean, I think because his relationship with Zuma definitely comes way back before he was getting arrested by his uh, by his residents, and 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 I think these are people, you know, trying to dig up, you know, history's information about him, and and he's, he's someone that, irrespective of the situation the former president might have been in the in the past, he's. He has always been a supporter of him, and 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 I think I'm not entirely sure if it's because of Jacob Zuma, but I think it's it's just something really deeper than just that we can really see that might be between him and the and, and the premier, and and I just really would want to know more if they I mean if they can really well they might not even be saying it because no one is saying much other than he's calling him you know very very um bad names from the video that we saw on twitter calling the premier and and i think if why would you go that far if you have issues you can always 
try to see each other and write each other, find a way of resolving it. It might, it's beginning to even look like it's chasing class, you know, and I mean, having to go that far to, to, to express your, your views about the premier, I think it's unnecessary. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Another politician. The politicians were busy hey, over the weekend. The mayor of the central Karoo, Gayton McKenzie, he's receiving uh, some uh, positive news in terms of his latest community projects. It's emerged that uh, he and his team have helped a young person to set up a factory. So we're creating jobs there by Gayton McKenzie. It's it's quite quite impressive, I would say. And I mean, the the Cairo has been now been getting quite a lot of attention, even though it should have been. But we've seen something totally different, and 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 not because. I think we can see uh, what Gaten is doing that side, and I've been following the tweet even his Facebook page. I've been following all his activities that they're sharing online, and and it's quite in, impressive, I would say. And there's so many people are showing him love, they're showing him likes, and he's responding to every inquiry. Now there's messages about someone wants to open a poultry, wants to open a business, and he's saying one message is clear. Central Karu is a circle for business. They want to try to see how they can drive the place, and they want to put Karu next to Dubai. And because of it, there's a lot of uh, natural resources that are there, and it's it's quite it's quite good. I mean, beautiful story, inspiring story, and 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 trying to see how that region that I think is somehow been overlooked for quite a long time, and getting all this um, uh, development um, in, in progress that is working on that side. Okay, so what what happens at this factory? Do we know what it uh, provides or produces? I mean, this this one of the factory that they said is opening now. It, uh, it they have been they have been someone in Beaufort West, and it's it's going to be uh, producing. Um, uh, protective clothing, and he said it's going to be ladies only from the ages of 50 to 60. They will be forming part of the 100 workers at the factory. And and there was another tweet that someone was making inquiry that she wanted to start poultry. She, all she wanted is a land. And it's like, no, it's responding there publicly. Like, look, you know, contact me. We'll take this up, and and all of so all of that. And we've seen images of him now uh, trying to. Uh, construct a proper uh, toilet and instead of the, the usual um, outside toilet that we've seen in the townships, he's now trying to do all of that and it's taken them once about a time and we also saw images of um, solar panels being uh, um, planted and, and all other you know, infrastructure that is is planning to to set up in that region, and 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 I mean, I, I mean, I was actually I met him once at some point in time, and and this is someone that is quite passionate about, you know, development, growing mm. the the African uh, market and all that. So it's quite impressive to see. Even it was quite a while back, and seeing those those were words at the time, and now we're seeing the action and being shared on, on online. It's quite impressive. Yes, and we definitely need this. I mean, 100 jobs that are going to be created from this particular factory, hopefully, and maybe it will, chances are there'll be others uh, that he uh, garners support to create because he's not alone. He's with a team, and we also suspect there'll be partnerships there that he enters into and continues on this drive of community development. So that's a great story. And as much as it is a great story, I'm sure there are naysayers. Uh, but we're not going to get into that. Let's just leave it on the positive side of things. Uh, your thoughts then around uh, our politicians and our uh, leaders coming forward and saying, let's not just leave things up to 
well, the president or the ruling party or the governing party, but let's also do something where we can in our own spaces. What are your thoughts around that? I, I think, I think, irrespective of, uh, I mean, differences in in political parties. You know, you might belong to EFF, PA, you know, DA or ANC or what have you. I think we should go back to the to the to the word. You know, where we have people putting people first and at the end of the day you're there to serve the people irrespective of where your party or your, your policies are and I think we need that and we should all borrow some inspiration from what Gason is doing in the Northern Cape and of course some might be doing other great things too and they might not have made it to the social media but we need more of this and um, we need to to go back and, 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 and try to, to help the people and, and serve them because they're public servants every day and they need to, 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 to deliver on their promises that they Give to the people during the time they were voting, and and we would like to see more of this. It's quite an inspirational story. Yeah, uh, let's move on then. Talking about uh, Irish airline, it's called Ryanair. They have come under fire. They've made people who are travelling uh, from South Africa to the UK or from the UK to South Africa take a general knowledge test, a quiz that was in Afrikaans to prove that they are indeed. South African. They're saying that the airline is saying that they were trying to deal with the issue of fraudulent passports, but now the Afrikaans language is the what the quiz was. Examples of <laughs> questions like Num three van South Africa se ampletikatale, name three of South Africa's uh, official languages, and Num ien van South Africa se nationale vacance daya, name one of South Africa's uh, national uh, holidays. Uh, just examples of what this quiz was asking. Obviously, people are under, uh, you know, up in arms. But what are the reasons that people are saying this is not okay? I, I think you know, with what what are this, this is, it's just something that is uh, it's sort of bizarre and 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 sort of weird in in a way. Like we not we've not really seen something like this before, and and it's just something that people are not they're really not sure why why are they doing this and and um people think it's, it's actually nonsense and they think it's this is a nightmare and they think this is it's just actually uh, i mean it's disrespectful distasteful um what you will call it and quite a you know not so much of reaction but people are just sort of wondering why would they be asking um, them to to do a test, but we all know why. I mean, when the news broke out, uh, the headlines when the Home Affairs Minister had to break this um, operation that was happening at the Home Affairs, where passports were being issued, and they probably want to do some some um, security tests on their side. But I think they should have consulted maybe the, maybe DECO or South African Embassy or I Commission to have consulted with them. How what do you think we should do? I think that approach was unnecessary and and it's distasteful for them to have um, um, arranged that. You know, it's, it's not it's un, so necessary at all. How do you think they can justify this, uh, Ryanair, uh, giving this quiz? I mean, if they've said that they were trying to deal with the issue of fraudulent passports, only about 20 million South Africans speak the Afrikaans language. There's a large percentage out of our 59 million people who don't speak uh, Afrikaans, who don't understand it, who can't even read it, who could be now punished and uh, be you know, accused of having fraudulent passports. How do, do you think they would address that part of it? And the logic. 
I mean, like, like one of the one of the tweet that came up was like, and they were like, how does general knowledge prove that you have a real South African passport? And and this is question, and it's it's just something that um, I think it comes from a place of ignorance, if I put it that way, and and not like they trying to put a preference to. To, uh, to Africans in any way, and and of course it might have been the demographics of the people that they have they are they probably saw as their passengers. They might probably be doing that, and we should also know that there's been um, influx of um, immigrants, refugees, and all of that moving around. And I think they're just trying to do some sort of due diligence, but in, and as I said, it's very, like, it's so wrong. It's come from a place of ignorance. Whoever has advised them to do that was, I mean, was really out of out of touch with reality in South Africa, and, and they could have probably followed a different approach entirely. I mean, that is why you have, um, I mean, we have how many languages in South Africa, and, and Africans is, it's, it's, it's part of the official languages, but I do not think, any language, testing people in the languages um, is not really, I, I do not think it's, it's actually quite, um, quite a reasonable thing to have been done. But of course, mm-hmm. mind you, Asanda, um, we've actually had one in- in- incident where someone had actually traveled with a, with a South African passport and the person wasn't South African. And the person was actually by Ora Tambo and he was leaving and Ora Tambo and they have asked the person, and are you not going to miss home? You're traveling, how long are you going to be for? And the person couldn't even respond in any of South African languages. And this could be one of the tactics that, um, I mean, immigration do uses um, at, the, at the border, at the port of entry. So, but putting it on a paper in that way was, so it's, maybe it could be one of the norms. They could have actually given them options of the language that they wanted mm. the question in, and they would have uh, provided that. But making it just Africans upfront was not necessary. Even the Afrikaans Language Board has, uh, you know, mentioned that this is absurd. The CEO saying that the test was absurd. Uh, they've distanced themselves from this type of thing. And the worry that it might have a negative sentiment around the language of Afrikaans, you know, making things difficult to encourage people to want to learn the language, uh, reminding us of a time back in our history, which is, you know, still in our memories of being forced to learn the language. What do you think about that, the sentiments that it might now put further negativity around the Afrikaans language, this? I think people should um, look at it with an open mind. Like, personally, I would, I mean, I would love to learn Afrikaans and I would love to learn as many languages as possible, irrespective of um, history or stories that might have been behind it. And I think uh, I would just want to encourage people not to look at it in that way. And I mean, I think um, all languages are beautiful. All languages have, uh, I think they're good. And there's, we also, well, people might have reservations, obviously, but I think this could obviously have an impact on how people view the language. But I would just would like to encourage people not to, to look at it from, a, I mean, uh, take it with a pinch of salt and, 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 and and let's try to to forgive Ryan here on this one, and and let him do the right thing. I think the relevant authorities, Deco or I Commission, can address this and 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 try to to see if they want to really test who's the real uh, South African holding South African passport. They should do these other mediums to to do this test. This is 
I mean, so we South Africans are forgiving people, so we'll forgive them on this one and and, and hope it doesn't repeat itself again. Yeah, they must just do better. I mean, even the British High Commissioner have distanced themselves from this move, saying that the quiz was not a UK government requirement uh, in a tweet. So, Ryan, a., they just need to do better. Let's end with uh, Joe Ruert, who's become the 14th player to reach uh, one to reach 10,000 test runs. Yeah, it's um, people, uh, sports people are breaking record lately and I'm trying to wonder which record I'm going to break myself. But this is quite a beautiful uh, story, I, I would say. And I mean, at that age and I've been to, to, to each of uh, to one year and and getting this uh, record is, is, is quite a, is, is quite an interesting one. And, and I, was, I had to the game and and I'm like wow like you know it's just quite good and to, to see and and I love cricket and um, um looking at I mean like you would you would watch, want to see this kind of inspiration and I'm I'm not sure what what next after this you know and who, who's who's next who's the next person and all that so mm-hmm. and it's I mean being the first process England English uh, person and at this age it's it's quite it's quite a good one. Well, congratulations. We, we are rooting for Ruot. <laughs> Let's leave it on that note, uh, Ade. Thank you so much for joining us. And you must have a great week ahead. I don't know if we'll catch up again on Thursday, but if we don't, enjoy the rest of the week.